Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hagan. I'm working at- an Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on the Chuck and Julie Show. Well, hello, everybody. Chuck Bonnewell, Julie Hayden, the Chuck and Julie Grassroots Show. Truth Just straight, straight up. up. Brought right. to you. Well, you're, you're getting my line. Straight up. <laughs> Brought to you by Mountain West Wellness, Advanced Acupuncture, and Chinese Medicine. Oh, a lot going on today. Wow. Um, yeah, I want to tease the bottom of the hour. We're going to have a couple of guys on who are promoting the Convention of States. Um, there are some people who oppose it, and we're going to have them on, I think, next week. But want to hear what they're doing in Colorado. But first, the big news. Drum roll. Ken Buck. It's gone. That's right. Ken Buck announcing today that he is not going to run for re-election. And he announced it on Andrea Mitchell's MSNBC she, she show. And it's going to be, we'll play some of his uh, video that he did for it. I mean, but it composed mostly of trashing Republicans. Republicans. It's, and I mean, so Ken Buck, um, who's been kind of toying around with, a, you know, uh, first he was going to quit, then he wasn't going to quit, then he was going to quit. In the meantime, he's decided, I am going to just annoy and make angry every single Republican that I can out there before I go. Um, and Dave Williams said after the bizarre voting record where he, where, you know, when Kevin McCarthy and he won't. I mean, it was just crazy. Dave Williams, the state party chair, said that he and I don't think he had any particular inside information. I think he was just saying, I don't think he's going to run. The writing's on the wall. He doesn't um, like anybody. We are waiting for this is going to be great, guys. Trent Lisey, who we had on the show last week after he announced that he was going to primary Ken Buck because Ken Buck was betraying everybody, um, is going to be joining us. Um, He, though, just got off the ground, uh, just got off the plane on the ground. He was on his way to Mar-a-Lago. Um, for meetings with Donald Trump when this announcement came in that Ken Buck wasn't going to run again. So as soon as he gets to a place where he can call in, he's going to call in. But in the meantime, so first I'm going to play, listen with this Ken Buck, rather than just coming to the district and saying, I love everyone in Colorado. I appreciate uh, all you. And we've had disagreements that, of course, as you always do, but I'm always in your hearts and minds. Blah, blah, blah. And we love our country. You're always in my Right. Blah, blah, blah. And he didn't. He went on MSNBC. Um, and then proceeded to release a statement trashing erroneously. It's not even like he's trashing him for real things, right? He's trashing him for wrong things. So if we could please play Thomas the Buck video. After careful consideration and much prayer, I have decided not to seek a sixth term in the U.S. House of Representatives. To the people of Colorado's 4th Congressional District, thank you for sending me to Congress. I'm grateful for your support as we have fought against the left's policies that have had real-world consequences, defunding the police, politicizing student loans, provoking inflation with excessive spending, creating open borders, decimating our domestic energy production. Americans are rightfully concerned about our nation's future and are looking to Republicans in Washington for a course correction. But their hope for Republicans to take decisive action may be in vain. Our nation is on a collision course with reality, and a steadfast commitment to truth even uncomfortable truths, is the only way forward. Too many Republican leaders are lying to America, claiming that the 2020 election was stolen, 
describing January 6th as an unguided tour of the Capitol and asserting that the ensuing prosecutions are a weaponization of our justice system. These insidious narratives breed widespread cynicism and erode Americans' confidence in the rule of law. It is impossible for the Republican Party to confront our problems and offer a course correction for the future while being obsessively fixated on retribution and vengeance for contrived injustices of the past. This trend among Republicans is a significant departure from the enduring principles of conservatism. We belong to the party of Abraham Lincoln and Ronald Reagan. Our movement has always been fueled by immutable truths about human nature, individual liberty, and economic freedoms. What? So we treasure, I mean, so, I'm not so there's, 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 wrong. there's 20 seconds of, of criticizing Democrats and then a minute of tracking him. <laughs> so, I mean, insane. And once again, and trashing him for, I, I mean, even the polls show most Americans, a vast majority of people think that there were shenanigans and that's putting it mildly in the 2020 election. And for Ken Buck to sit there and try to say that there were no Democrat shenanigans and to try and, to And, that, that, and that the, the persecution of people who we were doing nothing on January 6th is just, you know, to criticize that is to criticize uh the Republic and the party of, you know, poor Ronald Reagan. Why does he get, what? yeah, I mean, probably Lincoln too, but Ronald Reagan, wait a minute, this guy. Well, I mean, that's going to walk through. So he's trashing him and it's not even true, right? Again, no one can reasonably argue that there was nothing, um sh- again, shenanigans going on in the 2020 election. You just can't, even the RNC acknowledges that and say, we have to bail at harvest too, right? Mm-hmm. We have to, okay, so we, we we know that. So that was a lie. And the sucker box and, the, you know, they're up. I mean, even if you look at stuff that isn't illegal, there were certainly yeah, right, shenanigans, right? right? Um, and so to do- no one believes he really got eighty-one million votes, oh. ten more million than than yeah. for Ken Bach to try to say it. The the latest is now the Department of Justice, rather than going after Hamas um, or I don't know terrorists that they're allowing into the country, um, are basically right now using geofencing to go round up and get arrest warrants for people who were just at the rally yeah, on January 6th. Yeah. So they're arresting people who were simply at the rally. So how can you say that there's no persecution, right? How can you say the Department of Justice hasn't been weaponized? I mean, they've let Biden go free, Biden's son go free. We've had whistleblower after whistleblower it, it, after it whistleblower. Harms our trust in government. No kidding, Ken. <laughs> really? And it's really? Like, to mistrust the judge? Really? Yeah, it does, Ken. It's, it's like insane, right? And so Ken Buck spends all this time trashing Republicans on MSNBC and even manages to annoy other rhinos, Dick Wadhams, right? Even I mean, Dick Wadhams doesn't like Ken Buck. When you lose <laughs> Dick Wadhams, you lost <laughs> everything. Yes. And I think we have um, Trent Lisey with us now. Trent, are you there? I see he joined. I see his picture. He's joining us. Okay. Just come up. There we go. There we go. Trump Lisey, who has announced he's he, before you were going Unbeknownst to, to Colorado politics. Yeah, <laughs> I have to tell you this. So Colorado politics, and I tweeted out at Colorado politics. Hello. There's one person who's actually announced and that's Trent Lisey. <laughs> uh, but just, you should get on that. They leave your name off again in their second repeated. Oh, you know be- yes. But, What's very cool is, so I call you to say, hey, can you come on our show? And you're like, okay, I'm on my way to Mar-a-Lago. I'm like, what? <laughs> um, so the first question is, is what what's going on in Mar-a-Lago? And then we'll get you to talk about your campaign. Yeah, so Dinesh D'Souza invited us down there to his premiere of Police State. 
Oh yeah. Uh, that's going to go on tonight at Mar-a-Lago. So there's going to be, it's going to be a packed house. Uh, there's going to be uh, tons and tons of people there that have already reached out to me who have said, Hey, I'm going to be there. Let's connect because this whole Ken Buck thing has blown up nationally pretty big. So that's a good sign, huh? I yeah. mean, I was going to say, you happen to be landing, I imagine, in the right place yeah. at the right time. Yeah. To, to talk. Yeah. Maybe get an endorsement while you're down there. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's in Dallas. He just left for Dallas oh, no. for two days of fundraising. But, oh. you know, hey, we'll be back again soon yeah. here. So right. uh, we're already working on our other trip planned here. So uh, well, we're hoping... You- what what is what is sort of the scuttlebutt? I mean, again, it's it's one thing to be primarying somebody and primarying a sitting congressperson seeking their sixth so term, tough, right? Yeah. yeah, that's tough. But now it's a wide open field. You are, as far as I know, the only candidate who's declared. What what uh, is, I th- they say that half of whatever remains Chuck is running too. Yeah, I'm running. Yeah. Yeah. So I decided to get in the race. <laughs> uh, we're up here yeah. in Westminster, but no, yeah, but, 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 but half of of seven ten can us seems to be, you know, thinking about throwing his or her hat into the Yeah. You know, I've had a lot of people reach out today, throwing out different names of people who they think are going to jump in the race, some who live in CD4 and some who don't live in CD4. And ultimately, I'm just focused on my race. We'll take, you know, we'll take this one day at a time. Uh, Our grassroots effort has just been incredible uh, in the counties and we're already setting up meetings and, and things within uh, all the counties here to get out and really connect and meet with the people. So I, I'm welcome to anybody who wants to join. Let's, you know, let's run a fair and uh, fair campaign and, and well, they won't do that. <laughs> no, 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 they won't. Oh, no. But, you know, like well, look, well, I mean, what, what you're facing, of course, is a Barb Kirkmeyer faction of, of mm-hmm. well, the rhinos. Um, yeah, and they'll put up somebody with Holtorf or, or who knows who else. Campania wants to run. You know again? Yeah, Heidi Gnoll. They're the names: Richard Holtorf, Deborah Flora, Mike Lynch, Jerry Sonnenberg, Laura Thomas. Um, and again, I'm just going to create Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse, but but, but but that's I think it's probably what it's going to come down to. Do you suppose it'll be a grassroots person, you, and then yes. probably a rhino, right? Probably. I mean, look, I I think it's going to be a tough primary season. I think that, you know, this is going to be a very heavy watched uh, race in this history. But I believe that there's nobody else that could jump in this race who's more America first than I am. So it's really going to be hard for somebody on that agenda to jump in and say they're more likable or they're more America first than me. Um, you know, it'll probably be me up against a rhino. And I think at the end of the day, the, the people here in, in this district and congressional district four, they don't want a rhino. They, they, that's why Ken Buck's not running again. So, you know, it'll be somebody who's on the ground, uh, walking the streets, door knocking, you know, who really believes that they, they are more important than, you know, those outside of the United States. Let me ask well, you I think about- you're going to find out that that the way they do this, and they're pretty good about it, is the rhinos will put up somebody Some fake people, uh, a fake uh, America first couple couple fakes yes. first, uh, and then but clear out the field for the for the one rhino there. Mm-hmm. Of- but are you sort of forewarned as forearmed, so to speak, about that? Do you think? 
I mean, you know, they're going to do that. And so, yeah, well, I mean, we're already kind of, we're already preparing for it. I mean, my team's already preparing for it. Um, you know, we've cut, we've been preparing for it for a while, you know, just, you know, a lot of these names uh, are ones that came to my mind uh, before, you know, af- before today in terms of people who are, you know, considering or thinking. But, you know, here's the thing. I mean, the, the folks that don't live in CD4, they're going to have a really hard time convincing voters in CD4 yes. to vote for them when they're not even representing them in the district. Right. And then it's really going to come down to those who live in CD4, you know, how you know, how likable they're going to be. And I know some of the folks that are thrown in their names or the names are being thrown out there, ones who they don't really have a great record in the state. And so, right. um, you know, they voted with Democrats at the state house. You know, they've they've not really pushed back on on the policies the Democrats have been uh, putting forth through our state legislature and signed by the governor. So, it's going to be really hard for somebody coming out of the state legislature to run for this race. So, so uh, you know, we'll see. And I, and we'll see what Rhino they put up against me and we're ready to go toe to toe. Let me one more question for you, because I know we got to let you go to your big gala event. Um, <laughs> but I, I mean, I, I think it couldn't have been any more fortuitous. Right. Like you said, it's national news. Money is a factor. You're at Mar-a-Lago where there are people who agree with you philosophically, who have the money to help do something about it. I mean, I imagine this this trip couldn't have come at a better time for you. You know, and it was, it's funny because our plane was delayed about an hour and a half. And I, we were all like, oh, we've got to get to Mar-a-Lago. Like, this is frustrating. But then as we were sitting there, boom, this hit. Yeah. And so it's just like, okay, well, that's God's work in hand. And <laughs> that's the way it was supposed to be. And that's okay. And We'll be there. We'll still be there tonight. But, uh, you know, this couldn't have hit it in a better time because uh, we were able to catch it right away and and really start pushing it out. And it's been picked up, you know, across across the country and folks sharing it and lending support. And, you know, I've got media people calling me and people that do fundraisers that said, hey, I'm in West Palm Beach. Come meet with me tomorrow. So, you know, it's it's going to be this is going to be a great campaign season. We're looking forward to it. And in Colorado, you're going to have at least three closely watched races. Yes, you're, you're, yeah. you're going to get CD8, which is you know certainly a mm-hmm. yeah. pickup, and CD3, CD3, uh-huh. and so it'll be it'll be pretty hot and heavy here in Colorado. For all right, well, yeah, me- I mean, yeah, I mean, I, you know, Lauren Bobert's going to have a tough race, but I do believe, you know, she'll ultimately be victorious in that race. And, you know, we're in CD eight, we were close. I mean, 1500 votes, I think yeah. is what it was. And we're close. I mean, it's just going to take the right candidate that can really speak to the Latino community and talk about the nuclear family and how important it is. And I think on that issue, they'll win. So, Well, I'll tell you what's another a crucial one in that one. And I don't know if it's also true for you, but, you know, Dave Williams has made a pact with the Libertarian Party. They would not run candidates as long mm-hmm. as we ran candidates who were, you know, on the right side of, of mm-hmm. uh, the political spectrum. And I think you shouldn't have any problem um getting uh, the support of the libertarians not to run somebody uh and in in cd8 which is really the difference it was having a libertarian candidate you have people like gabe mm-hmm. evans who who, who yeah. 
who is, you know, about his right, you know, he tries to hide his rhino roots, but not very well. <laughs> um, and, and it's going to be, it's going to be fascinating. It, it will be. I mean, you know, there's two, there's two rep Republicans in there now, Scott James, and as you said, Gabe Evans. And I don't know. I mean, I don't want to speak ill of any one of those two. I just hope that there's an American first candidate that steps yeah, up and, and really, and really, represents the latino community because that's really in that district important because it is heavily heavily weighed on that on that so right. I, I think we can we still have an opportunity in that race so all right well trent listen i know i, I promise we get you off quick because you just got you literally just walked off the plane you need to go party yeah thank you for making yes. time for us um and, absolutely and, all right thank Take you care. so thank we'll you. Thank you. down there yes Absolutely. Well, I'll be in touch afterwards. So Okay, okay. thank you, sir. All right. Trent thank you. Um and, you know, and I want so there I wonder if Ken Buck was gonna go down on something called police state, you know. I don't think so. Ken Buck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, I don't thanks. think he's been down here before. I don't know if he'll show his face ever. So <laughs> you could be well, right. All yeah, right, thanks. Well, thank you. All right, thank All right, you, Trent. Care. Yes. All right. Trent Lisey there, it was, it was pretty, can you imagine what if he had actually gotten on the plane and then this hit, he would have gotten off the plane. He would have had like 8 million, his phone would be going, bing, 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 right? Yeah. Um, so if you're just joining us, that was Trent Lisey. Ken Buck um, today announced that he is not going to be seeking reelection and then went on to trash Republicans. Yes. Right. The reason he's not, he's not, I mean, he sounds just like Liz Cheney. And Mitt he Romney. does sound exactly like Liz Cheney and Mitt Romney. And he's the same ilk and, and, uh, you know, it's it's so sad because you know I've known Ken Buck twenty years, I guess, um, and there's no more from his 2010 run, um, and and you know he's an affable kind of a good guy, but yeah. man, he he talk about uh, I don't know, yeah, yeah the, taking the crazy pill. Yeah, Chuck is that the opinion just went crazy, and and there's been a lot of talk, right? First, um, apparently he was kind of somewhat openly talking about wanting to get a CNN or MSNBC job, then... But that doesn't occupy you very much. No. I mean, you know, you, you come on some panel and you trash Republicans for Democrats. Maybe I mean, so often, yeah. Yeah, but... He doesn't want to work that hard anymore. Um, well, he has been he in Congress, though, so, well, yeah. You don't work that hard in Congress. That's what I'm saying. You it's don't not, have to. It's not like he's been... But but then he said, no, no, I'm definitely in. And then we had all the nonsense... Well, do that because all the staff was was resigning as fast as they could. Oh, that's probably a good point. It's kind of, kind of screws them. Yeah. Um, but then, so then he writes that horrible, misleading, disinformation letter after Colorado Republican leaders write a letter asking the legislator, the representatives to support justice for some of the January 6th defendants. And he just puts stuff that's just flat out not true in that letter and doesn't care after people point out it's not true. He still keeps repeating it. Then he, I mean, again, he in his resignation little notice, he said, well, they're repeating the Republican leadership, and I think he's talking about Comer. I think he's talking about Johnson. He's talking about Somebody Jordan. He's, talk, he's talking about everybody, mm -hmm. right? Um, is spreading lies about uh, the election. It's like, no, they're not, Ken. And so, he, I mean, he's got to know that what he's saying is a lie. So, I, you know, is he just crazy or is he trying to cater to one th one MSNBC? Thing, one, one thing I have to say about him, unlike Cory Gardner, who was also representing the 4th Congressional District, for a while, he is not going to get a a lobbying job because everybody hates him. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is Ken Buck. Bam. 
Yeah, again, uh, except for Dr. Donna, at least Ken thought we have had the gold standard in Colorado voting from yeah. Jim. Buck is just a swamp rat. That's true. And Dr. Donna says perhaps Alzheimer's. But yeah, he's coherent enough. So, but yeah, I don't know why. Well, let's go back to when you annoy Dick Wadhams, a fellow rhino. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Dick Wadhams in the Colorado Politics article is sharply critical, saying he, he's broken tradition. It's like everyone else who announces they're not going to run for re-election goes back to the district, right? To the people who sent them there, has a nice little... Well, but Catherine, yeah, of all of Ken Buck's um, sins, not coming back to the district is is not the biggest one. Well, no. uh, but, but Dick Wadhams has to find some reason to criticize him because he knows that everybody in the party hates him. So he can't be left out of the party. He says, he didn't come back to that district. Well, but what he says is somewhat true, though. It's like it's a complete sign of disrespect to the district. I mean, now my guess is Ken Buck is never coming back to Colorado Oh, again. he's going to your high school football game. He <laughs> yeah. said he was at the grocery store. Yeah, you bet he will be. Yeah, he's not. I mean, first, the high school football season is almost over right now, so he doesn't have much time. Well, but, he's talking about in the future. Oh, know. in the future. Yeah. He's never coming back. And to burn that kind of those kind of bridges, because I, I think if you are some of the people in the district who have worked hard for him as volunteers and well, things Steve like Reams that, Steve Reams is one of those. I mean, right. I mean, and even Steve Reams said, "No, my God, you know, how can anybody support this guy?" Right, and again, why not just keep your mouth shut? Right, instead he's he's like Liz Cheney and Mitt Romney. He's going out trashing right. the Republicans as much as possible, um, which is not going to endear him to anybody. And maybe he wants the job on MSNBC. I mean, it is interesting that rather than going back to the district, rather than going on CNN or Fox or anything like that, or just making the announcement, right? He makes it on MSNBC. Um, but I do think it's just, I think it is fortuitous that Trent Lisey, the only announced candidate, is right. actually on his way to Mar-a-Lago, right. where there's like a bazillion, because money is going to matter in this race, right? There's a bazillion, so. yeah, there's a bazillion money people there. Right. Um, and I think, well, let me go through some of the names. But I do want to point out again, if you read Colorado politics, and I like Ernest Lunning, I mean, he's always treated us pretty fairly, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't even mention that the one person who's announced. And then he rewrites it because he wrote the original story and all these people called up and said, hey, I might be considering too, yeah, I'm yeah, sure, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So he includes them. And once again, doesn't include the one grassroots Republican person. So here are the names they're talking about. Gino Campana. He now, ran, Gino Campana ran for governor? Yes. 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 And at the assembly, he didn't get it. He had a fairly, didn't he? Isn't he the one that had Kellyanne Conway was his consultant? I don't know. I think so. But he's a he's a businessman, right? Yeah. And so he has a so he has some money there. Um, George Brocker's name has come up. I, I just don't think he can get elected. I don't think so either. I think he wants to be the district attorney in the new judicial district yes, there, yes. right? Um, Richard Holtrop, who was who is Buck, not- famous for his buckwheat comment in the legislature, who's part of the part of the uh, Weld County Rhino group. So. Right. And and he actually, Although he, though he's, he's, he's very, pretending like he's not. Yeah. He pretends he's not. But I think he's the one. And then Mike Lynch, who's the minority leader. And he's a rhino. Right. So he's a, those are the two people. Um, Deborah Flora. I don't um, see how she gets. It, I'm not sure know. that she actually lives in the district. I don't know. Do, do you know, um, to be honest, I'm not sure. Laura, Thomas, she's a county commissioner in Douglas County. I like Laura. Um, But she's got a lot of baggage. She's got a lot of baggage. Um, Jerry Sonnenberger. He's got a lot. But he doesn't live in the district either, right? I think he's from Logan. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, And then Heidi Ganahl. I'm not sure. Heidi lives in Westminster, I think. Not Westminster. That's where we live. 
I know. I think Heidi Gunnell lives in the same city, but I'm not sure. But I'm I'm not sure she lives there either. And I don't know that Heidi has floated that. I just wonder if she's just a name that kind of comes up. Do you know what I mean? Um, but of all of those, I mean, I would give Trent right now by far and away that not even close the lead. It's not even close. Why? No, how do you? Why do you say that? Because he, you know, we had a pretty honest and and frank discussion about his views on everything from the opt out to everything. And he scored a hundred percent. None of those other people would score 50% in most cases. Um, so, uh, you know, I mean, it's great that he's running. I wish he had more name recognition, but he's getting it. Um, and you know, if, if that's the field he's running against, there's no MAGA people and then other than himself. Right. Well, and he has already a very sophisticated um, camp. There, yeah. Very sophisticated He's already campaign. on the ground. He's already working hard. And so uh, he's got sophisticated yeah, websites. So- you can go to it. It's, I think, Trent Lisey. If you just Google it, you can you, you can find it. Um, and I think that the other I, I think a big thing is money. Right. I, I don't think any of those other people. I guess I'm going to say have access to the kind of money. Well, maybe Heidi Ganon. Heidi Ganon. Mm-hmm. Although she look at how far look how much she was outspent in the governor's race though. Well, I know, but it, it, in a primary, she still got you know maybe more contacts with people. Right. By running but I government. think you're right. The big thing he's going to have to watch out for is whoever the eventual Rhino candidate becomes. Yes. Right. They're going to run. A couple of people, not these names. I don't think you're going to see these names. They're going to run some kind of candidate you never heard of. Who Waltorf, you know, doesn't it doesn't come across as a rhino, but he is. So he might be good to put in there by them, so they can. And then, right, that's then running the, Mike Lynch or some other just grotesque. Right, party. and that's that's what they're going to do. I don't know. Has the have the um, Democrats? Do they have an announced candidate? Uh, no. Okay. Well, I mean, this to to a certain extent, if you're the Democrats, this is kind of good news too, right? It's well, hard not, to win against not it. Really. Not great. It's, it's a pretty safe Republican district. Okay. Um, let's see. This is okay. Please spell Trent, Trent's last name for the audience. So, okay. So it's Trent T R E N T, and his last name it's pronounced Lysy, and it's spelled L E I S Y. So Google him, Trent L E I S Y. He's got a pretty good. Um, Website up there is very all over the place and they're clearly promoting it on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Right. And again, it just cracked me up and he goes, I'm about to get on the plane to Mar-a-Lago, mm-hmm. but I should be there in time. Um, this is from Dr. Donna. Gina will run on his Italian, Italian family roots. He did that before. Right. And when, not terribly successful. Well, I think, you know, again, I, he clearly admitted because I'm pretty sure I'm right. I think Kellyanne Conway was there at the assembly. She and I was. Think, was it was it for Gina? I think it was for Gina. If anybody knows, correct me if I'm wrong there. Um, and so that means obviously, you know, I, I think what hurt him is no one had ever heard of him before. Right. Right? Well, I'm not sure that many people know him now. Well, well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, nobody nobody knows him now. He ran at the assembly, so there are like roughly 400 people who know well, more than that. But do you know what I mean? But I don't think I don't think he has any uh, yeah. bigger name recognition. So, no. um, okay, we're going to switch gears now because I see we have our guests with her. Oh, okay, Dr. Donna says, I think that's correct. Gina was our county chair. So we have John um, Grabowski and Bill Rutledge um, who had reached out to us. They're with the Colorado Convention of States. And guys, if you want to go ahead and um, you can unmute yourself and turn your cameras on and pop on up on zoom if you there want there we go there i am All hi right. and you which one are, who are you bill or john i'm john I'm John. John. Okay, John. Okay, and then Bill, you can come on too there's room for all there we go there it is am i there right. i'm here and you know I, right. i'll just Hello, ask, bill. i'll 
I'll just ask the question to whichever one of you wants to to answer it. So you are with the Colorado Convention of States. I'm going to start out real basically. What 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 is that, and what do you what are you guys trying to do? Okay, I'll I'll take the lead on this. I will give you my elevator speech here in okay. about thirty seconds. I want to start out with a quote from Abraham Lincoln, because we get accused of all kinds of things with the Constitution. But he said, "We the people are the rightful masters of both." Congress and the courts, not to overthrow the Constitution, but to overthrow the men who pervert the Constitution. And so I kind of like to summarize our purpose is to get rid of the perverts in Washington who are distorting our Constitution. Um, Convention of States, um, elevator speech, okay? Uh, COS is a national, highly organized movement to enable citizens, we the people, to regain individual sovereignty from an increasingly tyrannical totalitarian federal government. We are advocating for a convention of states as authorized by Article 5 of the Constitution. You want me to stop? Do you have a Article No, no, that's good. Keep going. Okay. Okay. Now, Article 5, small paragraph. It enables the states to pass a resolution to call a convention to propose specific amendments to the Constitution. Now, the only other organization that can propose amendments to the Constitution is the U.S. Congress. Most people don't know that the state legislatures can call a convention to propose amendments if 34 of the states, okay, uh, pass the resolution, okay? And it's got to be the same resolution. Okay. And... um, Now, the amendments that we're calling for are the most popular term limits for Congress and federal officials, imposing fiscal restraints on Congress and reducing the size and power of the federal government. So three types of amendments. Um, We are not trying to rewrite um, either the second or the 19th Amendment. Okay, we've been accused of both. Now, uh, any amendments passed in such a state convention would still have to be sent for ratification by the states, and 38 states have to ratify it for it to become law, part of the Constitution. Let me stop there. That's what we're all about. So where, how many states have passed such resol- this resolution so far? Oh, well, I could not have well, planted we- that better. Thank you. It's currently 19 states. We've been in business 10 years. We've got 19 states. They've passed the resolution, both houses of their legislatures. However, we have two more, North Carolina and Kansas, who have passed it in both houses of of their state legislatures. But there are legal, technical protocols they have to go through in order to it to actually become uh, official. So I count that as 21. And just to round out the inventory here, seven states have passed the resolution in one house. And then we, in 17 other states, we have active COS legislation, including here in Colorado. Well, let me, Bill, then ask you, I mean, what are the, you know, the only way. Well, let me ask you, why why, why, why is it 34? That's kind of a strange, strange number. Um, It's got to be two thirds. It, okay. It's a two-thirds requirement to call it, but it's a okay. three-quarters requirement to ratify. 
Gotcha. So, Bill, in Colorado, though, I mean, you know, you got no your, chance. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I mean, I, I mean, what's so? What's your thinking or what's your strategy in Colorado to kidnap Jared Polis? Or no, I'm kidding, but <laughs> no. Um, the the task at hand, really, for us at this point in time, is to educate the public, the citizenry, of their rights, and in this case, their right and their power through the use of this tool. Article 5, to change some things, try to make some effort to change some things, which I think we're all feeling need to be addressed as we look at the whole situation day to day. Um, We've done numerous, um, this past year particularly, we've done numerous different things, like at the state fair, we were down there, had a booth. And we would ask people, and every time I'd ask somebody, have you ever heard of the term convention of states? It was the deer in the headlight look. It was like, no, we don't. What, what, what is this about? And so we would chat to them about what it is if they took a moment with us. And the idea was to just inform them that this is what they can do. And we invited them to uh, sign our petition. And we got over a thousand petitions signed at the Colorado State Fair uh, in the August, September timeframe. And this uh, is, is what we're trying to do to inform them. Because every time they go and they sign the petition, their legislator in their district will be informed of their interest in this subject. The numbers add up. So the greater the numbers, um, I guess overall, the greater attention the legislator will take and make uh, on this issue. Let me ask you guys, let me interrupt and ask you this, okay. though, because because and just to let our audience know, too, there are some people who are against this and they had contacted yeah. us, too. And I think we're going to try to have them on. So we'll have everybody can make up their own mind. But one question, it seems to me, is 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 this sort of a Pandora's box? In other words, I would agree with the amendments that you're suggesting. But what's to prevent, you know, the sneaky Democrats from putting in something and getting, you know, other amendments passed? I mean, okay, how, that, that would be. Right. Thank you for that question. We get it all the time. There are three safeguards. And okay. one is in the resolution itself, the term limits, fiscal restraints, and uh, limiting uh-huh. the federal government. That's the resolution. Okay. Secondly, remember, anything that gets proposed has to be ratified by 38 states. I don't know if you know the history, but in our 247 years, we've had 4,000 uh, amendments proposed to the Constitution. And how many have made it? 27. <laughs> so there's a, but thirdly, and most people don't know this, of the 19 states that have ratified it, 12 of them have passed what we call delegate uh, legislation or companion legislation that says very specifically, here's how we select a point in charge charge, tell them what they can do and can't do. And fourthly, how do we hold them accountable? I've read several of those pieces of legislation and some of the penalties for becoming rogue and not uh, staying with your commission, your charge is jail. And I don't know how to get more serious in appointing delegates than saying, if you don't stick with this, we're going to, you know, 90 days in in the county jail. So those are the three major safeguards regardless of what our opponents and our critics say. Okay. Well, let me bring up the one that I've seen on the left. They're saying, you know, after you get the 34, but Congress must call it. And they say, well, in Congress can set the terms of what you can do and not do. Um, because as we found out, 
with our wonderful courts. Um, the left will <laughs> just rule whatever they want to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. That, that's a very good question. Congress is, and this has been uh, vetted by constitutional scholars and lawyers. They get to do two things: where and when, and within a reasonable time. It passes. Okay. When? How about next month? Where? Pick it. And well, that's but it. The, but that's all know, Congress if, gets if, to if do. You, if you, well, yeah, that's all Congress can do. Unfortunately, uh, as we've seen on, in these indictments on Trump or the fact that they reinterpret the 14th Amendment, Section 3, um, right. they don't really care if they can do it or not, as long as they can get a judge uh, to say it's right, and then they control the, the procedures. So there's some there's some fear of that. And the other thing that I think mm-hmm. people historically remember is that the French Revolution was started um, when they called the Estates General, which could be, a, in some sense, a convention of states or a type of... Uh, where they evolved the states, and then and then it went wild. So there's always that that fear also. Um, agreed. Um, I think both of those are um, very very. Um, I I don't think there's much chance at all of either of those two things. I mean, but in particular, um, you know, Congress tried to pull fast one. We have very, very good legal staff nationally and constitutional scholars. We'd be at the Supreme Court in in a minute on it. Let me ask you this. So, okay, so we know, and again, just to make it clear, there are arguments against us, and we might have, we'll have those folks on too. But I I would, back to what you guys are trying to do, because I want to give you guys Mm -hmm. a fair chance to explain yours. I would think that given the unpopularity of this president, given the current economic situation, given, as Chuck has said, what we've seen the courts or the Department of Justice, the FBI do, Mm -hmm. and whoever wants to answer this, I would think that this is something that, because we've heard about this for a long time, um, that, that there would be i mean are you seeing more support for this kind of idea thank you again um not quite three years ago propitious date three years ago we had about forty-two thousand petition signers in the state of colorado we have close to fifty-four thousand now that's significant growth now we've done a lot of grassroots activity to get those but biden has been our best uh publicity (laughs) he has he has I will, I will tell you that it was what Bill was talking about. We don't have any money. We're not allowed to campaign for candidates, okay? However, the more petitions we have signed, that's our currency. Now, I'm legislative liaison to the legislature. That's a fancy name for the lobbyist. I can tell you that I don't have money, but if I go into that legislator's office and say, hey, you know, you have roughly um, 40 uh, 47,000 voters in your, I'm talking about a house district and only about 60% of them vote. And guess what? I've got 1600 petition signers in your district. And here they are, by the way, we, we got right. pages of them. Here are the petition signers. Um, you know, two, 3% of the people that show up to vote, that makes a difference. They can swing an election. And that's one of the leverages that I use when I talk to them, both Democrat and Republican, we're nonpartisan. But the other thing is, we've got term limits in this state. We've had them for what, 32 years? Nobody's ever tried to reverse them. And secondly, we have table. We have ostensibly a balanced budget uh, law in this state. And the question I keep asking our distinguished legislators is, why do you guys 
operate under that, but your buddies in DC get a free ride. Yeah. I, I don't I don't get it. Why not? Well, why not think, those kinds of things? I would think that, that the exploding um, deficit of increasing trillions every year would be a great selling point because your second one is basically some form of a balanced budget um, right. similar to what Colorado has. Um, and right. and it seems that there's no ability, whether it's Republicans are in there or Democrats are in there, uh, to stop the, the enormous debt bomb. And, and quite right. frankly, that is what happened in France in 17. 17- um, 89, mm-hmm. it was, there was an exploding of spending. And in order to mm-hmm. get approval, they had to get approval of the upper classes to tax themselves. So I, I would think that, that this enormous debt uh, threat is, is a great um, uh, selling point. Selling point. It, it, uh, it, very much so for those who care about you know, there's so many that they ignore it and right. they don't think it's a big deal. Um, those are the really tough ones. I, I will tell you that because um, you're asking the right question. How are we making out the legislature? Um, two years ago, we introduced the resolution in the House. It barely got to some debate in the committee and then it got killed in committee right at the end of the session. Yeah. Last year, we introduced it into the Senate, the five members on the committee that it was referred to, and it got killed in committee three to two along party lines. However, we had 20 of our supporters give testimony in support ah. of it, which mm-hmm. was a win. And guess what? We're going to introduce it in the House again this session, and I intend to have 150 people there giving testimony in support <laughs> of it. Um, this we're we're not going to go away. We're playing the long game. Ideally, 2024, that election will make a big difference. You know, it's interesting. Privately, because um, I don't have any Democrat supporters. They're all Republican. Okay, right. and I'm the first to admit that. But I have some of them who admit to me privately. You know, I really I kind of agree with those first two term limits and, and uh, the spending. But, you know, my party will not allow me just right. will not allow me to support. And then I lose support. And I said, okay, I hear you, but at least I appreciate you being honest and giving me the feedback because you're, you're right. Your historical perspective is wonderful. You know, back, back to the front resolution, you're reminding me, you know, so <laughs> uh, we are making progress. We ain't going to go away. We have a very, very organized state uh, team as well as dozens of volunteers and uh, this past year, we gained a lot of visibility just with grassroots activities. And in fact, this is the third one of these that we're doing in three months. Two years ago, I was only dreaming about getting on the radio or a podcast. So I appreciate this opportunity from the two of you. I really do. Makes well, I think it's important, you know, and I think one of the things we try to say in the show, I mean, you you know, we're grassroots. Everybody who listens to us knows where, where we come from. But on something like this, I think there are two sides. And I I, I just... I really don't think there are. I, I mean, I, the most, the vast majority of grassroots people support it. Certainly term limits, although I don't think it's made any improvement in Colorado. Uh, the ones that, that are really... <laughs> the ones that have that are really, uh, you know, the, if we had a balanced budget, thing if we had limitation on federal powers you know i mean that would be tremendous just like in colorado you know it'd be perverted um just like Tabor has been um and credit but that would really make a huge difference and i think 
gratitude overwhelming. And then there are always some people who, you know, too many angels on the uh, head of a pin. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's I, th- I think I haven't it's heard generally, that. what is yeah. the most purple state uh, that you've gotten in the 19 or 21? Oh, gosh, that's, that's tough for me to answer because, you know, it took us 10 years. And we do have 19 states. And so things have changed, yeah. Some of those, the, the shades have changed. You know, we got a pastel pink instead of a purple. Uh-huh. Uh, it's hard hard for me to say that, but... Uh, well, give me some that could be considered more. Could be. Well, um, you know, Ohio hasn't passed it, but they're working on it very, mm-hmm. very hard. Um, we've had, uh, let's see, North, North Carolina, which is yeah. still mm-hmm. waiting to make it official. That was not a walk in the park. No. That, that took three, four years of really hard work there. Um, let's see... Um, you know, it's interesting when you look at the map, you know, the whole southern part of the oh, country. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Come up and it it follows the electoral map. I mean, it, it really okay. does. But okay. we've we've had some great successes, especially in the last two years. Five of those 19, actually out of the 21, five of them happened in the last two years. So the momentum has really picked it's up. Which states are those? Um Let's see. We had West Virginia, South Carolina, um, uh, was it Wisconsin, Wisconsin, and then of course yeah. North Carolina and Kansas are the two that aren't official yet, but they've got right. it passed in exactly. both houses of their legislature. All right, we got we've got to give a question for your cohort. <laughs> good, good, get him. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You've always got to be a good listener. <laughs> he's, he's right about said, that so at the national level and bill i get that because you you know you're 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 a coloradan right and you're you're kind of involved in the local thing i mean who can you talk about which legislators you're working with or um and then also just an open-ended question too if people want to find out more about what's going on in colorado where can good. they go good one yeah um well, I'll be telling you this is that john has worked up uh his crew um has worked up a list of legislators that we're we're working with and we're also focusing on uh to uh identify them as individuals that we need to really get uh people below in their districts on board to to let them know that we support and that they support this whole initiative um it's a uh it's a it's a battle up it's an uphill battle for us to uh to get the the legislators because of the the blue red volume, if you will, and so we're, we've identified those uh, democratic, if you will, legislators that we've got to focus on, and and in particular those that are involved on the committees. Okay, um, we have to the let the, the the resolution and the putting it out there through the committee, someone on those committees. Uh, has to get through committee vote first yeah. before it'll ever get to the house floor. So that's the dynamic. We didn't get it out of committee last year on, on the votes that went, happened. So we have to keep working on them first. Long steps, and, basically. And, yeah. then, and then also informing and educating the rest of the legislators, both in the House and the Senate, about the, the issue and about this whole uh, proposal. And so we do have a we do have a proposed we're working on it right now uh, through uh, our uh, veterans coalition here, particularly. We're coming up with a letter writing co- campaign 
in order to inform uh, the individuals of individuals' desires in this. And it's very, it makes a much more, uh, a greater impact if a legislator gets a piece of mail, a letter in their hands in lieu of an email or a text message and that Mm -hmm. kind of case. So we know the value of that. And John mentioned earlier about if he comes in, you know, on the 10th of January or shortly thereafter and says, here they are, we've got this many different letters and particularly the veterans, um, the one of the committees in the house, I think it is, correct me if I'm wrong, John, it is the veterans committee. State, uh, state, state civic, uh, Military and Veterans Affairs Committee. That's that's an official kill committee, isn't it? (laughs) Pardon me? It's a kill committee. It's where the the Speaker of the House... You're too knowledgeable. (laughs) (laughs) It is, as I learned last year. So before... Chuck is a downer. Um, Where can people people go to to get more information about this? Bill, where can they go? Uh, You can visit conventionofstates.com. And there you open up into the, the big the big site. Uh, you can get in at CS in Colorado also. And you can download, you can purchase information, uh, different booklets and things of that nature. Um, I have, for example, you can get a, a pocket guide that has a lot of good information in it. Um, and then you can also sign the petition right there. Uh, if, once you've read what you're reading and if you support what we support in regards to mm-hmm. what we're driving for, you can take the initiative right now. The, the key thing I think I'd like to like say from, from my standpoint is at my observations is that we just didn't get here in this country today. It's taken a long time. And it's unfortunate, in my opinion, that apathy has paid a lot Played, played a lot into this. Yeah. The public, you know, when I was younger, it was like, yeah, I don't want to get into politics. That's a dirty business. Let somebody, <laughs> let somebody else do it. Well, and that's true in many regards, but now's the time. If people aren't getting fed up with what they're doing there, we're yeah. saying, yeah. here's a tool. Right. If we don't do it, who will? Right. All right. You yeah, know, and we, we, and we get what we get. If, if we're not involved, and so this is an opportunity right. for those who have an interest, take the time. Time is now. Yeah. Yes. Get involved, take a stand, get off the fence, choose, because we truly are in a situation, as I see it through my different research, this is a time of good and evil very, very distinctly. And I'd like to share this, too. Our whole organization is based on our faith in God and we come from that and we rely on that. And that is where our hope lies. All right. But we need to have people that want to take initiative and make it, you know, make well, a difference. Thanks so much for coming on. Yeah. You guys. Amen. The show is over. So. <laughs> yeah. hey, you guys- um, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. It's a convention of states.com. Convention of states.com. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. right. Take care. Bye now. Thanks, Chuck. (laughs) John Grabowski, Bill Rutledge. I want to thank Trent Lisey Mm -hmm. for calling in from from Mar-a-Lago. There'll be a lot more, obviously, on the whole Ken Buck thing. Mm -hmm. Um, On um, Friday, um, we have Dick Morris. Is coming out. All right. Dick Dick Morris has a book out um, about the Biden family corruption. So he'll be on the show on Friday. Thank you once again to everyone. Everybody. Appreciate it. To Thomas. And we'll see everybody on Party Friday. (laughs) Cool. Yeah. Bye, everybody.